I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. I love watching them, and I love making them. Welcome, everybody, to the House 6 Movie Podcast, our podcast about movies. Um, we're still in the middle of our spooky month. We still don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> does anyone know why it's spooky month? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I got some co-hosts this week. Um, it's a little mixed up, so if I get confused more than regular, then you know why, because we're all in different places. But um, in the same place is Jared, <laughs> and Jared is always looking for some ice to cool his nipples, aren't you, Jared? All the chat. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Just be safe. And then over in Fort Worth land, we got Thomas, who likes to drink his of a flask. Don't you, Thomas? Well, you cut out, so I'm going to say okay. yes. Yeah, I missed a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, you did cut okay. out a little bit. So I said Thomas likes to drink his Gatorade out of a flask. No. <laughs> uh... Going back to Lubbock, we got Michael, who has trained his rats to run his media empire, haven't you, Michael? <laughs> you think you give them raises, you give them more cheese, and they do a better job. It doesn't happen that way. They're lazy. I don't like them anymore. <laughs> but he said and that they trained him to be Alex. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> Alex, don't interrupt. Sorry. You didn't say your name yet. <laughs> Alex is one of the rats that he's trying to train. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like we need more wages. Yeah, Alex, Alex, whose new road, roadside hotel is clean for your safety during these COVID times. True. Except I'm he's sick right that. now, so he's just going to get everyone else sick. Oh. <laughs> and then murder them. At Alex's roadside hotel. <laughs> and we got a special guest this week. Joining us is Johnny, our taxidermy expert. Hey. Uh, I prefer to call it uh, dead stuff things. <laughs> dead stuff. You may recognize Johnny's sultry tone from our Game Stuff podcast, where he's a regular contributor. And now he's here. So thanks for joining us on this movie podcast, Johnny. Yay! Happy to be here. So we got some trailers and news this week. Um, one of the biggest trailers to hit uh, was probably Monster Hunter. <laughs> Speaking of our gaming podcast, um, what do you guys think of the latest adaption of Sega's big Universe. franchise, I guess? Why? <sighs> it's so typical. It's like... <laughs> We've seen this movie a hundred times with different skins on it. Like the good thing I can say about this movie is it visually looks it visually looks good. True. Like, the actual dragon looks pretty dope, but but like why do we have to have it incorporate real people? The like, military. <laughs> why can't they just be like knights? You know. Does this work? Like is like there the of this working? Like like oh we if, uh, transformers. Oh, say transformers. <laughs> Dang it, yeah, you got me there. And I guess, like, Warcraft didn't work, really, so... I don't know. And it looks very much like a Transformers trailer. Very yeah. true. Yeah. I'm gonna disagree, like... Uh, wow! I, I think it looks... Uh, it looks okay. It doesn't look, like, visually appealing, because, like, the Monster Hunter, like, cutscenes look very close to, to this. I'm like, okay, so they grab the... The model from Monster Hunter World, you know, this looks nice. That's a, uh, but 
it does look like it's a Frankenstein action movie <laughs> that they just pieced together and said, you know what? Monster Hunter. Just Let's be happy there's a Rathalos on the big screen, Johnny. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want a Rathalos amusement park. Let's get that before a movie. I want some cats. Where are the cats? We we saw cats. We don't need more cats. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess the second best, or biggest trailer. Well, this is probably the first biggest, if you think about it. It's Raya and the Last Dragon from Disney. You mean the Last Airbender? Yeah. What? <laughs> she, she looks like Katara, and <laughs> I it's like does. they're looking for the last Airbender. She looked like that Kenna and the Bridge of Spirits girl from that game, Michael. Yeah. You know the PS5 game that got delayed. I thought this was Tear. Mark of the Ninja, the movie. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> So what do you guys think? Are you down? Are you? I'm totally down. The movie looks dope. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. The music was a little weird during the trailer, but apart from that, I was into it. Little... I can kind of see the Avatar action onto it, <laughs> like with her little armadillo thing. It's yeah. like a, yeah. it's an armored Appa. Appa. Why does it get so big? I thought <laughs> I thought it was like the little thing from a uh, uh, Road Del Dorado where they play ball with it, but then by the end, it's like this giant behemoth. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> You sound like a, a grateful uncle. Why'd you get so big? <laughs> Look at you. You're all high. Oh, my. She looks awesome when she gets older, too. Like, when she yeah. has a on, like, man, she looks cool. I just hope right. it's epic. More like epic than, like, Moana was. Yeah. Moana was <laughs> epic. Yeah. I agree. And okay. hopefully if there's music, Moana's. Okay, so uh, moving on, um, a movie that I thought was very exciting was Jujutsu. <laughs> Nicolas Cage training his Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. my gosh. I'm glad you this thought it was exciting, like Joseph. Street, it looked like Mortal Kombat mixed with um, the Predator. Like the beginning felt like the Predator because there's like this alien and it was like cloaked and he's like shooting things out of yeah. his wrist. And then it was oh, like Street yeah. Fighter, or Mortal Kombat. <laughs> what a what a bizarre movie! Like once every so often, a spaceman comes down and shoots you with uh, throwing stars, but you got to be your best jujitsu self and take like what? <laughs> but here's here's the thing: it's like it's not even like you know, it's not even like Haley's Comet that shows up like however many, what is it like 127 years it shows up or something? It's like <laughs> yeah, or that. And um, <laughs> and like it's like it's like this mystical comedy. It's like it shows up every six years. <laughs> like, it's, it's, what's special about that anymore? <laughs> I think That's we're starting. Producers are starting to delve deeper and deeper into Nicolas Cage's mind, <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Uh, they they got his psychologist notes, and they're yeah. like, let's just make movies out of this. But it's not even Nicolas Cage that like, like stunned me. I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, Nicolas Cage is in this weird movie. They got Crab Man for my. Oh, I know. Uh, I was like, I haven't seen him in a long time. <laughs> that man has not aged one one day. <laughs> All I can think about is Nicolas Cage's therapist or psychiatrist is only is it's just Nicolas Cage writing about himself. Yeah, he's just yeah, interviewing yeah. himself. Nicholas Cage is the therapist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking to himself. In a dual role. There's like adaption. Awesome. I would watch that movie. They're like, they're like uh, Cage, you know, 
I'm really worried about you. I think you should need to be, you know, see a therapist. And he's like, I think I could play that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that movie, that trailer is so awesome. And then at the end, it just gets even more awesome where he's like, I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like the line though. He's he's crazy, like me. <laughs> yes, you are crazy, I, so a, Michael. Yes, it, I couldn't tell. It, they would only show her in brief glimpses, but it looked like they had Octavia from the One Hundred. It did look it. like her. I wasn't sure either, but it did look like they her. could. Yeah, they didn't rest on her long enough to make me realize mm -hmm. if it was her or not. But anyway, so moving on to a little more serious trailers, we got Wander Darkly. Which is Ooh. looks like people die and then they go back into their memories or whatever. I think that's what's going on. So, what do you guys think of that one? I'm down with this one. This one's cool. This mo this trailer had me like in and out. Like in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm in. And then I was like, oh, I'm kind of out. And then I was back in. And I was back out. And I was back in just several times throughout the whole trailer. I, <laughs> so we'll see where it goes. It, it looked typical, and then I was like, oh, now you're kind of not going typical. And then I don't know. We'll see where it lands in the end. But it looks interesting. Because what was that one quote that it's like watching yeah. a poem? I thought that was an interesting quote. Yeah, this this movie doesn't look bad to me. It just didn't really grab me that much. Yeah, it's giving me um the fountain vibes. I don't know if you guys saw the fountain with Hugh Jackman and uh, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, um, Rachel Wise. Rachel Wise. It's a good movie. Uh, it's, that's a great movie. But that's one of those movies that you like watch, sit down, and it sticks with you for like the rest of the week. And I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment. <laughs> it's the same guy that did uh, Mother. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, Darren Aronofsky. And it's got Hugh Jackman. I need to see that. You're just kind of made, for, for made for Alex right there. It's definitely it's made for Alex right there. All right. All right. All right. And then our last movie trailer was The Midnight Sky, who, starring uh, George Clooney, Clooney that looks like um, Antonio Banderas. No, doing his not best true. Antonio Banderas. No, nope, Joe, that's not true. <laughs> I don't know where he gets get Antonio like, Banderas. Every time, every time that Mel Gibson and George Clooney have a beard, I can't tell them apart. Because it started, and I was like, oh, it's Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson? And then, <laughs> Antonio yeah. Banderas. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? Me <laughs> and Jerry thought the same thing when we both started watching you. We're like, that's Antonio Banderas. I, I remember seeing like a thumbnail earlier this week and I was like, oh, Antonio Banderas in a new movie. And I just watched the trailer. I was like, oh, George Clooney. I thought it was uh, crazy. I thought it was the the guy the dad of Supernatural and then he played Negan in The Walking Dead. That's who I thought it was at first. Oh, uh, they have kind of the same eye name? structure. I don't remember his name, but I can't ever remember his name. Whatever. Wait, the guy that played ne Negan? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, crap! Now I'm forgetting his name. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling you, dude. Played, like, his name. We played the Winchester uh, Dad. Yeah. His name. Yeah, yeah Jeffrey Dean Morgan. There you go. I always want to say yeah. Javier Bardem. I'm like, <laughs> that's not it. Oh yeah, that's not yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> I can do that. So, any thoughts about the trailer, though? Um, I liked it a lot. Um, distracted by his beard this entire time. <laughs> I was like, is that real? Yeah. It's been a while uh, since we... Oh, go, sorry. No, no, no. Go on. Go I was going to say, it's been a while since we have one of those day after tomorrow kind of movies where the world's all screwed up. And I don't know. I'm in for one right now. It reminded me of uh, Ad Astra hmm. from the trailer. Yeah, a little bit. I was feeling some interstellar vibes. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Cool. So moving on to some news. 
We got Mad Max Furiosa spinoff, which is adding Chris Hemsworth. Um, I'm not going to get this name right. It's Yaha, Yaha Abdul Mateen, <laughs> who is Black Manta in the Aquaman movie. And then finally, Anna Taylor Joy, who was in the movie last week we watched as Furiosa herself. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think of that casting? The more I see of her, the more I like her. She was in a uh, split was the first time I think I saw her in, and then seeing her in that one from last week. What was it called, Alex? The Witch? The Witch, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so hopefully she'll do a good job. But... You think she could pull off Furiosa? Uh, we'll have to see, but it, 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 with going with a younger cast always gives me that fear of it being like a teen drama movie. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want more Mad Max to go to that. You never think they could be tough enough. Yeah. Dorothy Wise can't just get Charlie's there, and she's just immortal anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think George Miller is doing it. This is that's a very this man the just, one he wanted to do instead of like a sequel. He confuses me every time. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, next, we got Adam Sandler who wants to make a Sandler universe. Are oh you guys up God. for that? Hey, doesn't he already have? Well, one? I mean, okay. Well, not to spoil anything, me and Jared are gonna say, but mm-hmm. maybe. I, I'm, sh- yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is something we need. <laughs> I feel like Adam Sandler deserves his like cult following, like Kanye West. Like I think, I think people I mean, need to like jump in one. front of bullets for Adam Sandler. I mean, in the '90s, they would have. <laughs> this man's a delight, especially playing basketball with his with his uh, bulldog. <laughs> what? So yes, Sandler universe. I'm for it. Yeah, I'm gross. Down. I'm so <laughs> not down. Gross. Gross. So moving on with the news, we got Ridley Scott will direct a Napoleon biopic starring Joaquin Phoenix. No. You said Napo- I saw this news and you said Napoleon. I thought Napoleon Dynamite and I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused. But yeah. Uh I'm down for this because that would be cool to have him go back to Napoleon, like the era, because his first movie, The Duelists, were was this uh, during the Napoleonic Wars? So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it sounds cool to me. Wasn't there a Napoleon movie by um, Kubrick that was supposed to be really good? Uh, I... It's not really Napoleon. It's uh, mm. he just uh, Barry Lyndon. I know oh, sure when it takes yeah. place. Uh, I think it's during the 1700s, though. We need this movie it's directed by Jared Hess in the style of Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Napoleon's all like awkward. <laughs> yeah, he's a wee little man. <laughs> Played by Danny DeVito. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> uh, Legendary has acquired the rights to Buck Rogers. So I'm always down for some classic sci-fi. So we'll that'd see. be pretty cool. I love the I love the like the uh, movie. Leon, that's Flash Gordon. Buck what Rogers? am I saying? Oh my god. Yeah, that's Flash Gordon. I know Joseph is all about like ray guns and like old future. Yeah, love me some ray guns. <laughs> Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence will star in Netflix's Don't Look Up, which is about an asteroid coming to hit the Earth, but no one believes them. I thought it was going to be like some Google movie, no, like, don't, don't look this look up. up. So just, or whatever that line is in Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Dogs can look up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what is it, just like a, a an action version of Chicken Little? Sky is falling? 
Yeah. Uh, that was pretty action-y. And then we're supposed to get our first look at Spider-Man 3 in December. Some kind of look. Ooh. Sony's not, <laughs> so like, excited. being very truthful about, <laughs> about what's going on with uh, the Tobey Maguire and oh, yeah. Andrew Garfield's cameos. They, they, they better not be playing with my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so... Did, did they say they they weren't, um, but then people say they were? Is that what's going on? They wouldn't confirm it. Oh, someone like oh. asked them, and they were just like, "We don't know." They're probably upset because someone guessed, and they're like, "Nope, we're not." Uh -uh. <laughs> okay, here's some some wacky news for you. The live action Barney movie will explore what happens when "I love you, you love me" isn't true. Oh my! Is, that sounds like a movie I would make. Is that real? <laughs> That's real. Oh awesome. my god! <laughs> I forget who's directing this one. I think this is the most hyped out of the news I've ever been on our show. <laughs> I live for Barney not loving. <laughs> Barney goes and beats a, a father who beats his child. Oh gosh. <laughs> you can cut it's that. from the Get Out. Get Out. Did he direct it? No, I guess he was in it. Get Out, Windows, Black Panther star Daniel Kaluuya. Mm. Oh, yeah, he's that oh, actor yeah, the from Get Out, yeah. the main character. So he's bringing us Barney, guys. Nice. <laughs> Natch. Awesome. So for for that big Justice League epic Snyder Cut we're getting, Jared Leto's Jokers is also going to be in it. So that four-hour movie we're going <laughs> to Am I right? Whoa, yeah. <laughs> and in more epic news, Fast and the Furious 10 is going to be split up into a two-parter and it's going to end the saga. Thank so they say. Woo? I'll believe it when I see it. That's what you so got a bunch for. It's going it's <laughs> to replace the Furious movies. They'll probably just have a bunch of spin-offs with yeah. Hobbs and Shaw and whatever. Yeah. Other guys. All their side yeah. characters Vin will get stuff. Vin and Common. Yeah. <laughs> Standing calm, and that's a good title. So here's what happens in the first part. They all get snapped by Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all have to, like, get their family together to defeat Thanos. Hey, yeah. Calvin, I don't feel so good. That's how so, That's how Han comes back. That's how they bring it all together. Yes, yeah, so when those little circles open up at the end, it's just their family walking out. <laughs> <laughs> I want an edit of that. <laughs> Fast 10 better be called Family Reunion. <laughs> okay, so that was the uh, news and trailers for this week. Um, if you want to follow House 6, you can do that on Instagram and Twitter. Thomas, what's the Instagram one again? House 6 Movie Podcast. Okay, and then Twitter. So Alex? House number 6 Movie Pod. Pod. So. Pod. I haven't tweeted. So that's in, where we are for house I haven't tweeted in quite a while. No, I gotta say, I, I forget a lot. But you know, if you guys would follow, then maybe I would actually tweet. You know, <laughs> it's on them, like, not you, Alex. It's on we them. Have like eight, eight followers, most of whom are us. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we have over Michael, fifty for us? the uh, the Instagram. So that's very true. Very and not all of them are us. I, I don't follow it on my personal account. So wow. I don't follow it on anything. Fake. Wow. There you go. Fake. Alex just died. Um Michael, what do you have planned for us on our gaming podcast our this Gaming month? podcast. Oh boy. Well Can you give us a little 
little taste. A little taste? Well, <laughs> there. I've been working on a game idea. I'll spoil that a little bit, but I haven't quite done it fully yet, so I'm going to work on that the rest of this week. We'll hopefully record next week sometime. But it is our gaming podcast called That's Game Stuff that we do every month where we talk about the news and what we've been playing throughout that previous month. And sometimes we do interstitials if there's big news, but this month was pretty uh, quiet on that front. Next month, however, I assume Johnny and I will be speaking about some PS5 together, hopefully, as I think we're the only ones so far that are getting it. And yeah. Heck yes, we are. Rub it in. I mean, Uh you didn't even try, Alex. You barely tried. And Johnny... Where where can people find you on the internet if they were they're looking for you on the internet? Right now I'm just uh running social media as my own personal stuff, but you can find me at, at Johnny Bumpkins, J O H N N Y B U M P K I N S. Anywhere on any platform. Nice. Said like Including a true the professional. naughty ones, Johnny. Even the naughty ones. <laughs> Are you on 4chan in awesome. the deep web? Deep web? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be going straight to your OnlyFans. Yes. Say you can find me at OnlyFans.com slash Johnny Pumpkins. Actually, it's Johnny Bl- Pumpkins. Oh. Oh, oh. Whoa. <laughs> he pulls up his phone. We got three, three movies for you today. Um, which one was I going to start with? I will start with... Why don't we start over in Michael land and why don't you tell us why you pick Coraline for the, this, this well, podcast, Michael? Why did I pick Coraline, Joseph? Well, it's a little bit of a story. <clears throat> so whenever out, my brother and I moved out with our roommate about three years ago, we started a movie weekend and every weekend we'd watch a movie. And then when it came to Halloween, I was like, I want to watch Coraline because Coraline's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's just a delightful movie. Don't say anything wrong. If anyone says anything wrong, I'm turning the podcast off right now. Uh, and we didn't watch it that year. So Who like, okay. that? Always threatens that. I have the power. So it's, <laughs> I have the power. His, that's his go-to threat. Because you, you can't, I can, I can dish it out, but I won't take it. I won't take any of it. All right. But, uh, and so year after year, we kept saying, we're going to watch it in October. We're going to watch it in October. It never happened. So I'm now forcing it because you gave me the, you gave me the opportunity, Joseph, to force <laughs> people to watch this movie. So I did it. But uh, Coraline is about the typical yeah. story this, about a family. This month has been... I was gonna say this month has been all about forcing people to watch films. So, at least, yeah, yeah, we can. My, if if you didn't enjoy Coraline, it's still nothing compared to the other stuff we had to watch. Both weeks, both weeks, not all of them, but yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, Coraline is about a family. The typical story about a family moving, and they take their only daughter away from you know her friends and everything, and she has to kind of figure out what she's doing in this new town, make friends, whatever. But it turns out that uh, the house they moved in was. Haunted's a weird way to say it. It's more like dimensionally challenged. Like it goes in different dimensions with uh, through this door that they have to find a key through. So they have to cut the paper around the wall, or whatever, and open a small little door and they crawl into another dimension where everything is happy. So the world she's living in is all drab. Her parents don't pay attention to her. She can't get anything done right. But in this other world, it's the better world where she has better parents and better friends and everyone's the way she wants it. It's the world she wants it. She, it's the world the way she wants it to be. But, of course, things take a turn, and it turns dark. And, uh, yeah, dreams are not always the best place to be. But it's a delightful mm-hmm. movie, and I love it. It's a beautiful movie. Cool. Dude. This was the first time I saw it. Was it the first time you saw it, Drake? No, I saw it with them. Okay. Uh, Thomas, have you seen it before? First time seeing it was when Michael bought the movie 
I think Jared was there too, right? Yeah, that's when I saw it. And, okay. uh, and I'm, first I'm guessing Johnny it, seen it. Yes. Well, since I haven't seen it, I'll good, go that was, that was a good night, by the way. <laughs> so, Caroline, is that a real name? Is there really people named Caroline out there? No, there is. It seems is more. Now. It seems more <laughs> common than Caroline. Is Caroline more common than Coraline? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Way more. Interesting. Come on, Carol. Caroline. <laughs> Carol. Like, so I thought all the movies we watched this week have like a weird like a theme going on throughout all of them, um, and that this one, of course, is the stop motion. Um, like. Uh, it reminds you of Nightmare Before Christmas. Because um, it's Tim Burton, right? No. I'm not sure on that. Producing, right? Yeah. Does he produce it? Okay. We'll look it up. No. Yeah, I got it. I'm looking at it. He doesn't produce it? Weird. Yeah, he's not on here. I don't think he has anything to do with this movie. Yeah, just, Which is crazy. Yeah. No, so this is that stop motion uh, studio that did Paranorman and yeah. Kubo the Nine Strings. They're kind of like their own thing. So. No, I oh. see. So they must have just been inspired by him or whatever, because it looks very much yeah. like that. Like it could be in the same universe or something. Yeah. Oh, it's, well, a, it's the same it's director based on Neil Gaiman. So yeah. Oh, that Nate. Okay. <laughs> yes. Same director and stuff. Same director of Nightmare Before Christmas. So. Uh, oh, okay. That's probably where it had it, it. Yeah, it had to be related somehow, but yeah, yeah, it was a. It was a. It's a good movie. It was it has the quirky characters that you would expect from something like that. Uh, I think my favorite character was probably the neighbor that lives upstairs, um, the acrobatic guy, Mr. Yeah, Bobinski. Yeah, and he he didn't. He seemed fine in that world. I don't know why she needed a different version of him. Just <laughs> one of a successful um, one. A successful one. Because he couldn't like get any of his rats to do anything. Yeah. I will say her parents were really jerks. They really are jerks. So, because they're like, you know, parents like that that are just too busy for their kids. Mm. But these ones seem to kind of rub it in yeah. <laughs> that they were too busy for. Her. <laughs> Especially the, the dad. Oh yeah, they remind me um, of the parents from uh, Spirited Away, where it's just like they just brush their kid off, and like the kid's like, hey this isn't right and then they're like whatever we're doing this stupid child <laughs> kids should not be allowed to talk um is that like Coraline at the beginning of it doesn't actually really seem to like mind it as much of course in spirited away she's like you know mom dad let's go yeah but right. Coraline was pretty much like okay i understand that they're working but i'm bored i want to go right. do something that's right um, because my parents are working it wasn't like it wasn't like that she she didn't have problems by her parents being too busy for her mm. she seemed like she was like a normal little girl true she definitely had problems with them moving seemed like she knew yeah. friends or whatever yeah she's like don't forget about me yeah um she was a little rude to the new kid i thought because <laughs> it was just like trying yeah. to be nice yeah <laughs> very rude like, you, you shouldn't Why talk <laughs> That's well, then what she calls it why were you born i'm like yeah Whoa. Like, hey. that was intense that's too far harsh though like children don't care what they yeah. say they're blunt and yeah and yeah, especially they... like you know a, a child of the opposite sex is going to be you know 
icky and yeah. gross. So. <laughs> True, but she took it from zero to a hundred with that one. It's like, geez. <laughs> He's like, my aunt's dead. She's like, well, why were you born? <laughs> God. And then um, I, I would say the voice acting was really good in this movie. Um, you got Dakota Fanning and you got Ian McShane and Terry Hatcher's in there. And any other famous people I'm missing? Keith David. Keith David. As Keith, the cat. Oh, yeah. It's the cat. The cat was pretty cool. Yeah. I'd, the, I'd like to have a cat. The other world mom is awesome in this movie. Yeah. Like whenever, whenever she is crawling back trying to escape the other world and, and back in the house for like yeah. when she got the key or whatever and the mom's like screaming she's like what does she said like don't leave me yeah. don't leave me or something like that i was like oh my god <laughs> that so i have seen this movie before but the first time i saw it i was just like this is dark as hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah the one thing that was i don't know funny or something was um when she offers her to stay there and but she's got to remove her eyes she's just like totally against it she's not like maybe i'll try that since oh man i just gotta move my eyes that's okay but no she's totally against that right away open your mind Coraline. she knows where to draw the line or so yeah exactly she wasn't tempted at all (laughs) so who are you starting with here perfect example of um why children's horror is like one of my favorite genres of any movie um because you've got to get that creative sense of like and that boundaries of not like uh uh, like emotionally traumatizing them Mm -hmm. but also giving them that like fair sense of scare putting it into them remember seeing this because i saw it in theaters we would look (laughs) like we went with uh this little girl that my sister was babysitting and um like I, I like turn around there's like a bunch of children in the theater they're ready for like a, a claymation fun movie you turn around <laughs> and it's, these kids are just mortified <laughs> and i was like this this is great this is this is why i love this <laughs> She's yeah, like, but, this is definitely yeah this is a, definitely a movie i would have liked when i was a kid because i always got um like was drawn toward the, like the darker movies like secret and m and Brave Little Toaster and stuff like that. Lame, but, lame yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the music was good too, I would say. Um, if not too memorable. Um, you guys remember the music at all? I actually yeah, love the soundtrack yeah, in this movie. Yeah, the soundtrack's great in this one. Mm-hmm. You comfy, Alex? Well, I had to go <laughs> in the living room because the wi- I was my computer was cutting out because the wi-fi sucks so i had to be like right by the router so now i'm laying on marty's bed okay so so yeah my i got a positive opinion of this movie i'm guessing all you guys do too so why don't we just like share our memories of this movie i guess so um why don't we start with michael or michael picked it so let's not start with him (laughs) let's start with uh thomas because he's on the top corner of me so go ahead thomas what do you think about Uh this movie I have a lot of fond memories of this one because, like I said, Michael bought this like at Walmart, like at like 9 p.m. at night, and we all went back to their place and we watched it until like the wee hours of the morning. Um, I really like this movie a lot. Um, this is also based on a Neil Gaiman's story, 
and it's probably like my one of my favorite Neil Gaiman books. Um, it's not my absolute favorite, but it, it's really good. Um, it's just it's kind of a self-contained like little story that it's just really well written. I mean, the the movie doesn't completely follow the story of the book, but it, it gets like the same feeling about like the house and the other mother really really well. Um, and claymation or sorry, the stop motion animation was I, I think it was perfect. I mean, th- this studio is just like they need they need more backing, more funding, more everything because these guys are just so good at their job. Um, and yeah, I I really enjoy watching this movie because it does bring back some fond memories of when we were like eighteen years old and watching this movie and buying stupid crap at Walmart at nine nine or ten p.m. at night. <laughs> so Twizzlers and yeah. and Airheads. The only negative. The only negative thought I have about this movie me- is there's a, part, there's a part. Oh, sorry. There's a part where um, the other mother is making chicken, but it looks like turkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also have to say about like buying random crap at 10 p.m. at night. Alex, I'm always, always, always tempted to buy a hoodie when I go into Walmart. Did I used to do that? That sounds familiar. No, I used to do that. I used to buy a hoodie uh, like every time I went to Walmart, I got a different hoodie. And I always lost them. I have no idea where they went. Huh. So, yeah. The, the other world. Yeah. yeah. Other I guess so, them. yeah. Other mother took them. She wants me. They want your zippers and hoods. Well, Alex, <laughs> what did you think about this movie when you saw it? Well, let me tell you something, Joe. Let me <laughs> tell you something. This movie, well, first off, it was a relief that uh michael chose it because then we'd watch something this month that is you know or at least this week that was you know good <laughs> but uh i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i have a lot to say about other things but but um yeah i love everything about I, the animation the voice asleep. acting the characters the the music I, one of my favorite scenes is whenever he uh he's playing piano as the other dad and like the gloves are going mm. on his hands and Watching that scene, I was like, how did they do this? Like, it's very impressive. Very impressive. And uh, the only character I don't really like is the is the real mom. I think she's just a real, <laughs> real just rude lady. Like, the dad is rude, too, but, like, he, I don't know. The mom just really doesn't seem to care about Coraline at all. But she got her the gloves. That's true. <laughs> I would say the dad I thought was a bigger jerk because he like kind of makes fun of her for the way they neglect her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just, let's just say they're they're both jerks. Kind of, kind of uh, like a like Coraline may have been a an a whoops child. Uh, they uh, were <laughs> at the time, especially the mother. So yeah, very true. They seem to be like. She seems to be reeking of a mistake that stops them from furthering their careers. <laughs> wow. The lucrative gardening Dang. catalog. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I think I agree with Joseph. My favorite character is probably, besides maybe Coraline, because I usually like the main characters, but my favorite like side character is that acrobatic guy. But you can't deny the beauty of the two older women. I was going to say that, yeah. With her, like... <laughs> Her like watermelons hanging out, man. Like the most of the movie. Crazy. I just love how they're already like sewing on the uh, the 
the little angel suit on the dog because they know he's about to die. <laughs> That's so oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so okay, something about like the stop animation that is it's like the amount of detail in this in these guys' movies is just insane. You can see the cataracts on the old dog's eyes. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. could tell that he was I'm like that's so wow. That's like such a good detail. One of my favorite shots yeah, is whenever they first open up, or when you every time they open up the secret door, and it has that little like, Two. you know those you know those like little kid tunnels that you have. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It looks just like that, like unraveling, and I love that shot. So, Jared, what did you think of this movie? Okay. Already, this movie gets like an eight because I love stop motion. I love like claymation. I love like that's what one of the big reasons I love Tool because their music videos are like stop motion, pretty out there, and I love like Nightmare Before Christmas or James and the Giant Peach because it's stop motion. Um, that's about as much credit as I give it. Um, wow. I do no, I do love the fond memories of like, like you guys were saying going at ten a or ten p.m. to get a movie and watch it back at your house, but for I. I don't remember this movie. It's not a very memorable movie to me. Uh, my, like Joseph was saying, the music to me isn't very memorable. I couldn't like hum you a tune right now. Um, my favorite character is the cat. Um, I love that cat. And that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Just didn't catch your imagination. Well, it's it's a. That uh, studio we were talking about, the Leica studio, who did like Kubo and like the Fox Trolls, Missing Link, like I saw earlier this year. The animation and the stop motion is incredible, but they kind of like it kind of dips in the story department for me, and that's what they always kind of struggle with. They're pretty focused on the stop motion, which you can't deny is amazing, but the story's never really like wow to me. Do you not I rewatch really- it? No, I did not. Of course. <laughs> I would agree with that with with uh, Kubo, where I think that Kubo, like the beginning, I think the beginning, the story's like awesome. It's kind of dark. It's kind of like, whatever. yeah, yeah. And then as soon as they introduce Matthew McConaughey's character, it turns into like a total kids movie. Like he's that big mm-hmm. beetle guy. Yeah, and I was just like, man, this just ruined it. <laughs> but uh, but I I would say the story really sticks with me with this one because it just feels like a. It's original. It feels like a, a kid's nightmare in a lot of ways. and It's based uh, on a book. True. <laughs> I really like it, but but I, see, I, I hear you, bro. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So, Johnny, what is your opinion of this movie? Like I said, I mean, like it's, it's an original movie. Of course, it's based on a book, but Neil Gaiman actually did work with uh, the script writers on this movie. So, I mean, he had his say in it as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, like I said, I love children's horror movies. This is literally a kid doesn't think when he goes out for Halloween, I could get, you know, my eyes taken out. Like, this is like <laughs> a very grim, like thing to think about, you know, and like, it's not even like you're going to take your eyes out. It's we want to change you, change your eyes into buttons. And it, it's just like a very like grim detail. Um, animation's amazing. Music's awesome. They what I like about the music is that they actually chose a children's choir to be part of the music uh, to give yeah. it that more of a ch- like a childish charm to it. Um, mm. 
dialogue feels like a you know like a child is talking and you're not getting too much of like the writer's sense of putting things down um it like the what's it called the uh the go the three ghosts that she has to find yeah. it's kind of like you get that that sense of adventure of trying to find these like it turned into like a video game at the yeah. end. Yeah, it totally it, did. It turns like fun to me. I feel like that's like a fun aspect of like, oh, what do you think myself, like if you're going to go back into these worlds and you see, you're like, what was it before that is the, the like the horcrux of it? And you're like, oh yeah, the pearl. Or, oh yeah, it's going to be, you know, the ball and stuff. And like when you rewatch it, you actually see that. And uh, yeah. I always thought that was really cool. It's like a creative, it's just very creative and very fun. And especially the stylization of it on how like the other world is a lot brighter and fuller than the normal dreadful real world where it's like dull and gloomy. So yeah, that's my sense of the movie Coraline. I love it. <laughs> have, have you read you, you the book, Johnny? I have not. I it's recommend audio. the audiobook. Yeah, it's it's read by Neil Gaiman, and with Neil Gaiman's like uh, narration, uh, I I either love him or I don't like it because he tries to do everything, and so it sometimes it just doesn't work. But the Coraline one that he did, it's so good. Um, it it, it it's very whimsical the way he wrote it, and so he, he narrates it very well. I think you. I think you would really like it. It's only like cool. two and a half hours long. It's not very long. Yeah, it's like four hours. Right. I just haven't gotten around. So, to any it. any last thoughts on Coraline before we move on? I'm gonna share mine real fast because I kind of said I liked okay. it. I'm gonna share what because it's a lot of what you guys said because I love that it's a secluded story. It's just kind of like you know the house is really the only main focus. They go to the well in the back of the house, but it's not really like they go to the town for a little bit, you know, shop and stuff. But I love the secludedness of just it being in the house and just the mirrored world. But then also I, I was gonna bring up like you said, Joseph, like it's so much like a video game. Like you have your different levels of the Bobinski attic. You have the basement of the weird crazy sisters and then you have the garden where the father was out there where at the end he has the giant praying mantis thing where you have to like have the boss battle to get the thing out but this game is so or this game <laughs> this movie so <laughs> this movie is so charming like all the characters i love i love like you said earlier the quirkiness of every character in it like everyone you're like what is your deal who i want to know more about each of these characters and like you see you were saying earlier how your the dad was kind of your least favorite and the dad i feel like is i don't know if you said least favorite but you're saying like the meanest but I find yeah. his character so interesting because especially when it juxtaposed with the, you know, happy playing piano one, whatever. But like, I I find his character so, so interesting of like, what are you doing? What are you like? Cause he just looks awful. Like he looks miserable. His posture is like, this. like, he's just like a defeated man. It's so stereotypical, yeah. of, like the defeated work man. But, and going into like the other world, especially the, well, my favorite scene in the movie, I was going to say this, but the, my favorite scene in the movie is the beginning whenever they're, it's just the song and they're sewing up the dolls that are pouring the sand and it's mm -hmm. like, just introduce that thing. But then another one is whenever like the, the other world's breaking down and she turns into the spider and then the whole thing goes into a net. And it's like this just crazy animation of them fighting on this thing. And, you know, she's doing the whole, she pulls her button eyes web. off. Web. No, web. I don't know why I said net. <laughs> web. I don't know where the net came from, but. I just the, the the movie's so interesting to me. Like it, it, there's so many questions. Like it never answers what she is or who she is, and I love that. It's just like 
this creepy time and place kind of story that's uh, what thomas well no that, that's something i like about neil gaiman he he brings in a lot of old school folklore that you really haven't heard of like the creature that she is it's called a beldam which is like a like old english and i think new england folklore and like who has heard of that yeah who, who knows what that is <laughs> uh and uh I love how he brings that in, but he never really gives you any kind of information about mm. what they are, who they are, what their motivations are. The only thing that you can understand about them is what is portrayed in the story. And you have to gather with that. And I like that. What you were saying is that you, they don't really answer a lot of questions. It's just, that's the situation it was. So. Yeah. It's, I love that. It's just kind of just, like I said, it keeps it simple, has the story and you just leaves you questions, but it's not really questions I want answered. Like it's like, yeah, I, like if they ever made a Coraline too, I'd be very upset. Like, no, just leave Coraline as is. Great movie, I love it. <laughs> well, one last thing. Cool. Uh, it 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 gave. It's probably another reason why I like this movie so much. But it gives me such strong uh, Luigi's Mansion vibes. Like whenever uh, her yeah. dad just feels like a ghost yeah. that you would take down. But uh, there was something else that I said it reminded me of. But anyway, Monster House. I think Michael said that. I really want to watch that now that we watch this. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> well, like I said, there's some themes that go within the uh, picks or our picks this um, week. So um, transitioning from um, the sewing scene on the beginning of Coraline to the sewing <laughs> of our next movie, I'm going to hand it off to Jared and tell us why <laughs> you picked the movie Major. Okay, first thing I noticed. Now it's his little jab about the only being the good movie this Wait, okay, this week. Yeah. Um, okay, a little backstory about this movie. I saw this movie. Go ahead, Thomas. Oh, so I'll admit to something. I've had a really um, complicated week, I guess you could say, when it comes to my personal life. Um, so I did not get around to watching this, but. I will enjoy your discussions because if it's as much hate as it was for Hausu, I'm going to enjoy the <laughs> hell out of this. So, okay, a little backstory behind this movie. I saw this movie like when I was 14 or 15 on IFC, like one night by myself. Um, you were looking for it, boobs? Probably. I wouldn't <laughs> deny that. Um, but... I saw him when I was 14 or 15. You guys know me when I was 14 15. Real emo, real, like, little punk, little little jerk face. Trying to be cool emo and edgy. But really, but really just a soft puff man. I guess. <laughs> and so I, saw, I watched this movie, and I really liked it. Like, when I finished it, I was like, man, that was really good. But throughout the years, no one has talked about this movie. Not on YouTube, not you guys, no one. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, that must have been terrible. So the other month... I watched this um, this YouTuber, and she, like, reviews horror movies. That's her big thing is she, like, loves horror movies. And she talked about it, and the video was, like, re-watching May. And I was like, whoa, she watched this not only once but twice? <laughs> so I watched her review, and she actually really liked it. So I was like, I'm not the only one. Um, and, okay, so you're this not movie... But, I was going to say, but Jared, the wonderful thing about Jared is you're the only one. <laughs> There's some differences. She doesn't agree on a lot of things I do, and I don't agree on a lot of horror movies she does. Okay, so 
This movie is about a girl named May. She was born with a lazy eye. And to compensate for that, her mother is like, oh, we'll put an eye patch on you. Of course, kids being kids, terrible, rude jerks, was like, hey, are you a pirate because you got an eye patch? And she's like, no. And they're like, uh, non-pirate. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so she grew up with no friends. And so her mom gave her this doll. And she said, this was my best friend growing up. I hope that it can be your best friend. So, of course, she grew up kind of awkward and, like, a loner. And so uh, we catch up to her nowadays, and she gets these corrective lenses. So it, like, fixes her lazy eye. That way she has two normal eyes, and she has a little bit more self-confidence. And with the self-confidence, she's able to talk to this guy she had a crush on. But you already find out she's kind of weird because she's like, oh, man, his hands are beautiful. And... Who who says that? Like, even if you think that, you don't say that to someone. You're like, yo, dude, beautiful hands. <laughs> and um, so you throughout the movie, you find out she's a little odd, and like it gets pushed to the nth degree. And that's another re- reason I chose this movie is because me and Alex tend to like different, appreciate different horror movies. He likes real stories. I like. I like real stories, but when there's a little touch of, like, paranormal thrown in, I like that even more. And I thought this was a great middle for us, because it, it's, like, about a real girl going through real, like, traumatizing stuff. Like, she grew up with no friends and stuff like that. But it also has that little, little uh, bit of um, uh, supernatural. supernatural element to it at the end. Oh, yeah. Da, da, da. The very end. The very end. And um, and this I would say is a, it's a horror movie to everyone because it's cringe city, dude. It's like every <laughs> every line, every line, like you're like, please, mate, don't say that. Normal people don't say that. And she says it, and you're like, dang it, mate. <laughs> and um, it's just a story of a girl that gets pushed to the edge because no one gives her. Well, actually, you know, they give her the time and like they try to be nice to her, but she's just so. She's just so awkward and like weird <laughs> that this, it eventually sounds like a it gets to the boiling point and she snaps. This sounds like that sounds Futurama, like Futurama, Futurama episode where Leela gets like correction. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah, I remember eyes. that. And then she like <laughs> to talk to like her crush from like the orphanage so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I grew up lo- having loving this movie, and then I saw that YouTuber review it, and then last month I watched it. And then this month I watched it and I confirmed that I like this movie. <laughs> I know it's not the best main movie, and it's far from it, but I like it. So I'm ready for Alex and Michael to just be like, you lost one turn picking a movie. <laughs> so go ahead, Michael. Well, let's start with this. I was that kid. I had the eye patch because I had a lazy eye. And I'm not making a mental list note be like, oh, Thomas, your ears? Keep those in good condition for me, buddy. I'm going to use those later. Um, Michael, Michael. Whoa, what the hell sorry. happened in this movie? Can you shut your door just so that you don't come in through on my mic, FYI? Why can not you shut it when you left your room? Jeez, yeah, yeah, please. Well, Alex, then you go. No, you go. We're just going to wait for a few seconds. I thought Everyone, his pants fell down. We're going to wait. Everyone cheer for Michael. I know, I did too. Everyone cheer for All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's enough, it's enough, it's enough. Um, this movie could be good. 
we'll, we'll start with that. This movie could <laughs> wow. be good. There are aspects of this movie that could be good. Michael, Michael. Yes, sir. Did I lose a turn? <laughs> I hated watching this movie. Yes, same. I genuinely hated watching this movie. Yes, same. There are parts of it that I'm like, okay, I like where you could go with this, but they never where you they never they never either went where I wanted to go or they took it to twelve, and they should have stopped at seven, because it's like it's just too far. There's so much that's just too but far in this eight, movie. What about eight, Michael? No. What about eight? Eight's the best number. Nothing can make Ocho. eight. Um. <sighs> this movie. It's so difficult. It's because uh, like 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 I like what they're dealing with with the the kind of psycho psycho nature of her character and everything, but they just it, it, like like you said she had so many chances. It's like if you're gonna stick with a character like this, keep it to where she doesn't have chances. Because there's like oh well, there's your chance. There's your chance. That dude's cool. He just wants ice on his nipples. He's cool. You hang out with him. But it's just she 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 wants to be in the position she's in. She wants to be screwed over. What? <laughs> You know who Nipple Boy was? No. The dude from Independence Day, Miguel. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So, brief recap for Thomas: a dude she meets on the sidewalk goes back to her house, and then he asks to take off his shirt and clothes, and then he wants nipples on his ice. Uh, ice on his nipples. <laughs> nipples on his really? nipples on his ice. Oh, Is that a new drink, Michael? Yeah. Such a thing May would say. My God. Oh my God. This... Well, he did have the eye patch. Michael... The I had the eye patch. Michael doesn't. Michael doesn't Little... like because it's autobiographical. <laughs> Little backstory between me and Michael's relationship. He would be like, "Touch my face. <laughs> Go on, touch my Jared, face." Let me just fall asleep. And Jared wakes up, and I'm just. Mm, it's just this movie that, that's the that's the only description i can get for this movie is it goes too far in almost every aspect it's like little more subtle tone not so ridiculous and just freaking stupid sometimes like and then and then in, like i it literally from the moment from the moment because she's told she told anna ferris whatever her character's name was i like your neck and she's like i like your hands i'm like well i know already where this movie is going i know exactly where this movie ends and it's just it's just it needed a little, a little more subtlety and a little more focus, right? Because it was there's so many scenes. I'm like, why are why are we in this scene? What is going? This is so stupid. And then it got to the stupid horror porn that it always has to get to. And I'm like, oh, I can't, <laughs> I can't. Oh, so Jen, I, I, this Wait, this movie could be good, but I hated this porn movie. That's horror or horror horror. No porn porn yes. that's in the horror. It has to make uh, okay. it has to make the, per, the the that that audience happy because that's where they go to see that movie for. Because I mean, it's an old yeah. movie. It's an old movie okay. for it's that yeah. two thousand two, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah it, it's a movie that could be good, but I hated it. An old movie. I know. Yeah, two thousand two. That's not old at all. That's all it. right. We're, we're, we're ready. Old. Yeah, we're ready. I don't hate this movie. I don't hate it. I don't even really necessarily dislike it. Um. The, my boy the, you hit the nail on the head jared with our differences because the thing <laughs> i hated is when it gets all well actually i shouldn't say that i didn't mind the supernatural doll stuff i thought that was actually kind of creepy because i'm weird and dolls actually kind of freak me out so i love that weird was, that added to the the horror-ish side <laughs> not that weird johnny not that <laughs> <Nice> weird <reference. laughs> but yeah the only thing i didn't like was her splitting up the people or splitting, cutting the people up and putting them into a new human. That was like, ah, this is dumb. But uh, watching the trailer, they make it seem like that's the whole movie. 
and uh watching the movie i was like man it's taking forever to get to her to cutting up people and um i liked that and i think that she i think this actor actress freaking nailed this character like I, there wasn't one second i didn't believe that yeah. she yeah she did do a good job was freaking weird and like she seemed like it would be probably be very strange for me to watch an interview with her if she's normal okay she pulls off like adorable but if you try to date you know you would be like mm, she's a little i don't really want her to that <laughs> i shouldn't do this but yeah i could be in for a adorable night but that night could end with me in the ditch you know like yeah but uh yeah that guy that she was with i'm like you know you can like, do better <laughs> Not only that, he's talks. He's all talk about oh, I'm into weird stuff, and then she bites his lip once too hard, and he's like, I can't do this. I was like, man, <laughs> yeah, right. like go farther. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, she was definitely weird about it. But I, he he's a poser for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's a, poser. Um, he's a weirdo poser. Anyway, I I think that I was with Michael while watching it, where I was just like, man, this is dumb. But like at the same time, I was kind of like, I, I like her character, and I like, I like where this is going. It's just when it gets to the putting the body parts together, I was, I was like, all right, you you lost me. But especially when she like pulls her eye out with a spoon uh, or whatever. Oh yeah, like, that's unpleasant. I was like, May, come on, May. You just fix that. <laughs> why, why? I mean, you know, kill other people, sure, but. <laughs> Keep yourself good. You you had other body parts. Give them that eye. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> she wanted she wanted you know her soul, I guess, in in seeing her. I don't know. But uh, I didn't hate this movie. I think it's it's kind of fun. But uh, I never want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> fair. So, That's fair. Yeah. So Johnny, why don't we get your opinion on this? Oh. Um. <laughs> All right, so I, I watched this uh, right before the podcast. Um, so I guess it's it's still, like, dwelling on me. I feel like I needed to sit on it for a couple days, uh, let it steep. But, um, no, I, like, it, it's that era of corn incubus, like, yeah, Adima yeah. era, that it's just, like, even that music is just an eerie feeling. So mm -hmm. it, it definitely hits the nail with, with like, L.A. grunge style directing and i feel i i can't tell if this is like a satire or if it's actually trying yeah and i think it's satire is it a satire i think so i don't know i felt like it's it like was right on trying. the edge yeah I, don't, yeah I feel like it's like very beginning of anna ferris that they were like is she actually like really acting and that's like her acting or is she just like always going to be the satire actress that she's always yeah. been but yeah. um it, it's that i i mean don't get me wrong i love sex and horror but this was like really close to like porn and horror <laughs> 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 and, and, like in the weird sense of like why you gotta say that and it wasn't even like may it was like on a fair saying like you know do you like you know pussy cats and whatnot and it's like yeah. uh what like okay all right whatever but i don't 
Let's say what I liked about it. I like the blind kids walking in glass because that's exactly yeah, what I dude. Felt. That was so <laughs> horrific. What a what a dumb scene. I forgot about that scene. What yeah, kids yeah. go I want this doll so badly. I'm going to continue to crawl open through the glass. It, open it. Oh my but god. It wasn't a, like a it wasn't like a scary scene, but just thinking about it just yeah. is scary. Like blind kids crawling in glass. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the great metaphor of how I felt watching this movie. Um, <laughs> music wasn't like on point. It didn't fit. I, I feel like it didn't fit like any part of it. Um, uh, I mean, uh, I think the only thing I really like, I really liked about it too, was like his dialogue. Even though he is a poser, you know, he's like, "Oh, I like weird things," but it's mostly like, "I like you know weird things to get in your pants," kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, once like she you know freaked him out, and she heard him like talk about like uh, how weird she was. He was that was that was kind of like a real moment where he's like, "Oh uh, yeah, I kind of got to go to another." <laughs> Another, another girl dramat and stuff <laughs> you know i, I kind of don't want to like deal with you anymore um you were cool you were a fling but stay over there the um, real relatable scene it was when they're in the laundry mat and he's like oh this one's busted i'm gonna have to go to the other laundry mat and then she goes and check and she's like darn yeah i feel like i've lived that yeah <laughs> it's 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 like a movie that wants you to be feel sad for her but i didn't i don't know why because she had like, opportunities okay. that's why well yeah you, you yeah you you had all these opportunities that makes perfect sense now you like you had all these opportunities to be okay but you want to make frankenstein boyfriend <laughs> yeah you didn't feel sad you for because she got what she wanted in the end johnny like this is a triumph story <laughs> yeah. so bad for oh, her she got put, the perfect person i put this right next to hercules thank you alex <laughs> what does that mean what? it's a triumph, it's a triumph story. story oh <laughs> i thought you were saying you didn't like hercules i was about to lose yeah, my mind the same thing i was like whoa whoa so now that i let it settle on me it's it's okay but i don't think it's one of those yeah i'm gonna keep it in the past where i was trying to watch uh boobies on ifc <laughs> <laughs> So I, I agree with Johnny. It does really feel like an indie film from that era. Um, like something like Ghost World or something like that, that you would watch about like quirky people. You just watch their life. It's kind of like that. And I don't even know if it feels like a horror movie to me. It just feels like you're watching a really awkward person go through life. Which is horrifying. <laughs> Which I don't think should be horrifying. I think that kind of gives awkward people a bad name. <laughs> Speaking as an awkward person, it's fine. <laughs> I was not once scared of freaks and geeks, and those were the most awkward people. <laughs> All of us on this podcast are awkward people. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, I don't I think people Joseph should. Gives us a bad name. Yeah, they should have feared me cutting them up because I'm not going to do that. But um, <laughs> I might think it, but I'm not going to do it. Um... <laughs> Um, I did really like the music in this one. I, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, because all that punk. It felt like an LA setting. Yeah, and all that punk. It, I thought it was really cool. Um, just because I like that kind of noise rock stuff. Um, 
And then I would say, like, we already talked about the glass scene. That just, just thinking about that, like, the scene itself is, like, funny or stupid. <laughs> but thinking about it is so sad. Like, if blind people had to walk through glass, that's so sad. <laughs> um, sad. I really like the end. I gotta say, I like the end where the the body moves because I think it's real touching when she's like, "Just sue me, I yeah, hell yeah, see. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> and I thought that little the, the end was just so like cool. I thought it was just like it was like a nice touch to in the movie. Um, but you know, like all those indie movies, you don't really go back and watch them again because. They're in the past. They're a thing you can. They're like a list where you can say I've seen those movies, but you don't want to watch them again. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's what I have to say for that. Anyone else got any any other thoughts I, on me? I'm honestly happy. I thought I got away good with this one. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it again, though. Not again. <laughs> See, you were my hope, Jared. Jared, I was like, Jared likes horror movies. I don't really care for horror movies. He's gonna give me a good one, and then you gave me. If Alex didn't say what how he likes real horror and like supernatural, he does it. I really wanted to find one that found the middle ground. That's the only reason I picked mm. this movie. And I remembered how much I loved it as a kid and the whole story about me like thinking, was I wrong about this movie? And actually finding out like people kinda like it. <laughs> Just wait till next year, Michael, then I'll get uh, you. Okay. I was gonna say at least we have a year. Yeah. Before another house and another May. Oh gosh. Uh, I will never forgive Tom. Johnny, you, you escaped you escaped last week. You, you were you were I safe. feel like Johnny would love house. I think he probably would. I think so too. House? Oh. House you Oh, don't, House. Johnny. Don't even. It's a movie. It's Japanese movie from the 70s. And it is I'll the worst movie we've watched this. in this podcast. Um, so moral of the two's first stories is don't give little girls creepy dolls because they won't turn out right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then going on to another awkward guy for our next pick, um, I'm going to throw it over to Johnny and let him talk a little bit about Psycho. Oh, okay. Psycho is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it hits the nail with like actually being that 1960s kind of like thriller horror movie. You don't know what's going on until you actually watch it. And especially like back in the day, people didn't know anything that was going on. Um, Alfred Hitchcock didn't tell, do a trailer or anything of this until the movie came out. No spoilers. And it just... Uh, when people came into the theater, they did not know what they were expecting. So when they came out of the theater, they were mortified, um, <laughs> which is uh, it's crazy because you, you see Norman Bates as this person who um, is just a normal guy and a somewhat charming guy. Um, takes you in, feeds you, think everything's fine. You think his mother's a crazy person and things like turn out even crazier. Um and like what I like about it is that even though it's considered a horror movie, it feels more of the thriller side of like a steamy affair going on, and mm -hmm. you know the detective trying to figure out what what else is going on. So you still like have that sense of like a kind of um, noir aspect to a horror movie, which is um, first of its time. And uh, yeah, I I love this movie. I took my mother to go see it. Uh, for Mother's Day, 
on uh, Alamo Draft House. So uh, yeah, it sits really well to my heart. Um, I would love to hear what you guys have to say about it because I know I've been pushing Alex and Michael to watch this movie for some time now. Probably a decade at this point. Yeah. So you got to pick the person, Johnny. Who do you want to actually hear from first? Let's go backwards. Uh, Alex, let's hear from you first. Yay. So, um, yeah, Johnny was trying to push us because I think you got us in Debates Motel. And then you wanted us to watch the movie before the end of Debates Motel. I guess not to spoil it. But I was like, nope, sorry, bro. You started me on this train. I'm going to finish this train. Then I'll jump on that train. <laughs> and... Uh, and it, it, it's very interesting watching this movie from that perspective because it's uh, it's almost like I was telling Michael, it's like this almost feels like fan fiction of Bates Motel to me because I didn't see this first. So it's like it feels like a really cool, I don't know, just fan thing of like, oh, this is what happened. Alternate universe. Yeah, kind of because things things are a little bit different like in the show. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if this happens. I don't know if this is based way after the show, but in the show, like he preserves her body seemingly better, but that may just be because it was early on that she was dead or whatever. But, but, uh, and I think there's a different ending to the show anyway, but, but yeah, this movie is awesome. This movie is really awesome. Uh, the guy, I could not get it out of my head. He reminded me so much of Hayden Christensen and, and, uh, Andrew Garfield. If you could mix them too, he reminded me a lot of them, especially his mouth, the way he talks reminded me a lot of Hayden Christensen. Um, but yeah, he, he was awesome. Uh, trying to think of, uh, cause like he feels like someone that like, I, it's my first time seeing that, but I feel like I've, I have fondness of his character and his performance, even though it's the first time seeing it. It's weird. It's like, it already feels classic to me, even though I've never seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also really cool to see like how, familiar the sets were just from watching the show forever because they did a good job with the show of recreating everything and mm-hmm. um, yeah that was like one of the like big things on the show is like how how yeah like down to the smallest details of of the movie that they broadened into i think what is it five seasons of, of a show all yeah. the way down to like you know the 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 I guess downfall and uprising of Norman Bates uh, becoming, you know, a psycho. Um, uh, like, but like all the way down to you know Norman eating uh, uh, candy corn, um, and then you see him on the show eating candy corn like towards the end of the show, uh... and um, uh, just like small little details like that. And it, it's funny because like even Rihanna's character, I think that little arc between Rihanna's character on the last of the show is supposed to be like the ending of of the movie but they wanted yeah, to like right. actually put a like a, a full-on ending to the show completely so yeah. it like that's why i was like you know watch the the movie before you watch the last season and yeah. it, i was like you know so you can like get that feeling of it but i understand you know i'm on this train i want to binge i want to get like to that last part um, yeah. of, of the show and uh, like I respect and love the show and I respect and love the movie, but they're like two completely like they're it's, it's yeah. like a multiverse. So yeah, definitely cool. It's, it's, yeah. A, it's its own thing, but it respects like the, the original, like a lot. Cause yeah. I, I loved the show. Like, cause psycho is like one of my favorite 
Alfred Hitchcock movies. And when I was watching it, like when I first started watching it, this isn't going to be that good because how can you improve on Psycho? I mean, come on. And then going uh, Vince through, like, Vaughn. wow, they really... <laughs> huh? Vince Vaughn. I said Vince Vaughn. <laughs> oh, yeah, he the did. The 90s version. <laughs> yeah, like... Was that um, May? Just... <laughs> yeah, May. Yeah, I feel like uh, if I going into up... the show, it's like they they really really loved the movie. That's it was really cool to see. Yeah, because if I feel like I grew up watching the show or the movie, I feel like if I heard about the show, I'd have been like, "What are they doing? Like, come on!" Like, yeah, that's exactly ruin what I this. felt like. But like, yeah, watching them in like reverse order is really interesting too. Because like you'll even like Johnny was saying about the level of detail, like the house and stuff that they, like you look back and you see like the, uh, what's that? What's that stuff called? Like that. Stained glass, like in churches and stuff. Stained glass. Stained glass. Sure, there you go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, a, I don't know. If, I don't remember if there was a name or not, but there's a stained glass window near the back of the house that I saw in the movie, and I was like, oh, that's where, like, Officer Alex like helped her like replace it or whatever. Chip. Something like that. Yeah, like. Or chick. Was, uh, yeah, I don't remember. But uh, it's just really cool little details, like the in reverse order of like appreciating the show's details about it but uh yeah one thing about like in the in the i can't remember in the show because i know that he has that little picture that he takes off the wall and looks through the hole but like in the movie i'm like who wouldn't notice this hole like it's huge i know <laughs> i can't remember if in the in the show if it's covered up by something else but like it's, it's just it's a, a picture i think it's yeah. through the picture like on her end it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I can't remember in the movie if they showed that or not. They didn't. They didn't really show where it was coming out of. Hold the wall. Oh, it was very silly. But it, it, oh, another interesting thing too is how it started because it showed that lady. Like, there's like this whole beginning. I'm like, what is? Yeah, like, yeah. Do I know this person? Is this a character I don't remember in the show or something? <laughs> but, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. Anyway, I've talked enough. I really liked it. Good job, Johnny. I was, cool. I was hoping you recommend this, and you didn't. But then you ended up doing it. I think because I said, <laughs> so, "Yes, you did." So why don't we let Thomas finish his um, opinion of this movie, since he already kind of gave us a good uh, rating or appreciation for it? So why don't you finish your thoughts, Thomas? Alfred Hitchcock is like one of my favorite directors when I was growing up, um, because. I really wasn't allowed to watch horror movies, really, but, you know, I still did. Um, and so my parents let me watch a lot of Alfred Hitchcock stuff, like the, the TV series, and they let me watch this. Um, and so I got I got really acquainted with his, his stuff early on. And this one has always really stuck with me. It's not my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie, but this comes pretty close. It, it was also really cool to, like, think about back then they they didn't really have movies quite like this they had like the campy horror stuff you know where like uh you know dracula versus frankenstein or they go surfing you know the double feature type stuff they really didn't have like a true type of psychological horror where this could happen because you know uh roadside motels were really big in the 60s because they didn't have uh, the kind of navigation and stuff that they did like today. So you had to stop w once it got dark, you stopped. Um, and so to, to think about having something, this horrifying that could happen in your everyday life, that was a big thing for, for the 1960s. Um, 
And the fact that they had a huge starring actress, uh, I forgot her name, something Curtis. It's Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Uh, oh. Who was like uh, a big, you know, star, you know, it's, uh, and then they kill her like half, like not even halfway through the movie, like one third of the way through the movie. <laughs> She's dead. So, uh, yeah, this movie's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad we got to watch this one or rewatch it, I guess. And I'm glad that you guys finally watched it. I I had no clue that you guys had not watched this movie for so long. Thomas, so. you you know that Michael and I aren't like movie <laughs> aficionados at all. You don't have to be an aficionado though. This thing has been like part of like the like cult like just culture like for decades at this point. Do you think? I mean, the whole like pulling back the shower curtain. Yeah. Which like, ah! would, would you say this movie oh. still holds up? Yeah, I think half of it. Um, The uh, it's not as shocking as it was, you know, back then because you know there's a lot more nowadays. Apparently, May was shocking, though I never watched. I didn't get to watch it. Um, I do like the uh, the story a lot. Just the it just kind of comes out of nowhere. That that's like that's the biggest like horrifying thing is that she just made a stop, and then you know. There you go. So, when I took my mother to go see it on on Mother's Day, um, the the scene where Arbogast is going up the stairs and mm-hmm. Norma Bates comes downstairs and kills him, um, it's like that first kind of jump scare. My mother mm-hmm. screamed throughout yeah. the entire movie, <laughs> and it was, was probably two years ago. She's seen it before. When we went to go see it in theaters. <laughs> She still screams at that part. That's what I was saying. If it still holds up, because it definitely holds that's, up. That's a great life. scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would agree. This isn't like my favorite Hitchcock film, like Thomas was saying. It's not. I like Hitchcock because he does kind of the thriller more than horror movies. Um, mm-hmm. Except for maybe the Birds, I guess would be straight horror. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but this movie, I appreciate it for um, how iconic it is. Um, I really like the first half of the movie. I think the second half of the movie kind of drags and it's not the strongest. Um, but um, like, I like the music, the tense music that they use, like in the famous shower scene and um, the shower scene itself is great. Um, the way they shoot it in the way it's, it's just like so chaotic when um, you're just, you're seeing like the stabbings and stuff like that. Um, and then you got to appreciate that. Like, when this movie came out, they wouldn't like let people in late. Like if you got late to the movies, you weren't allowed to go in after the the famous scene. Um, it's become kind of like a meme into itself, where like people will not be allowed dur- during the shock- the shocking shower scene. That's like stuff you hear, um, especially in like mystery science theater and stuff. They'll make that joke all the time. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's an iconic movie, and I love it. Um, I love like the like the style of it and like um, like you were saying, there's kind of like a sexiness to the beginning where <laughs> she's driving away with the money and stuff like that. And it's like it could be a totally different movie, but then turns into something else. And so that's my little if opinion. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this movie is the first time a toilet was ever shown in a movie. <laughs> what? So you got to. So it's a trailblazer. Yeah. We, we can show toilets now, people. Yeah. 
So why don't we go? Mistaken if my movie trivia is not correct, which it's kind of hit and miss with this podcast, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So why don't we get Michael's take on it to see what he thought of it at his first viewing? It's terrible. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, I I really enjoyed this movie. This movie was very good. It it was interesting because watching it, because you know Johnny had been trying to get us to watch it before Bates Motel, but we had you know watched all Bates Motel years ago. Um, I was trying to see it from like the two perspectives of I know what this is and then I don't know what this is. So I was trying to see it as a new watcher and not knowing the story because like like thinking I was trying to think especially whenever you see the old house up in the background the whole time because in the you know the show you see that that's like one of the main characters of the show you're always in the house they're always arguing fighting and all that stuff like the first episode has the big moment in the house so I was trying to think of it like oh wow no one really knows what that is or what's in there or what's going on so that was such an interesting thing it, it was weird starting it in because like Alex said like uh, it was probably 10 minutes into it was like are we, we're watching the right movie right we're not <laughs> we didn't there's not some other psycho movie out there cuz you know the cover looks old doesn't look like a horror movie really at all so it's blue but uh or at least on Amazon where we rented it but uh but I really liked how it led into that and it was kind of like the not the main focus until later on where it get you actually get to the hotel and everything uh the characters I think were fantastic the uh cop was creepy I mean, it, she yeah. was she was terrible at being yeah sneaky, but he was also <coughs> weird. Like like the power move of sitting across the street with your arms crossed. It's like you're not, you're not doing anything, but you're still like I don't know. Those are weird. And then well, why would you not? Why would you still go through getting a new car? Why wouldn't you just take off? Why would you still get a new yeah. car? It's like he still sees the car and the plates you have. I don't know. I thought that was silly. But what were you gonna say, Alex? I was gonna say like what what sort of cop back then is that suspicious? Like. Things didn't happen back then, really. <laughs> it's like, like, why is he so bent out of shape of like not trusting this woman because she took a nap on the road? Like, I don't know. He's a good Sick. cop, Alex. He's a good he cop. Because she was a I woman. He's, he's a bored <laughs> cop. I was yeah. gonna say, I think he's just bored. Because <laughs> like later on, she was suspicious, but not at first. Like she was like, yeah. That, that sleepy, has yeah, happened I, to me and Jerry. Like, we've been followed out of a county before just because they weren't doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, then whenever you get to the actual, I liked I liked how it kind of they throw the blame around. I felt like the the guy who played her affair wasn't really an affair because none of them were in a relationship. But I didn't really understand the secrecy of that. Um, but the guy that you know had his he, uh, what was her what was his name? I don't remember. Sam there you go. Um, but I liked I thought I liked how they kind of tried to point the blame to him, but then you know the private eye was like, no, no, I believe him and his story and everything. But and then getting to actually see what what was his name? I just looked it up ten seconds ago. The guy that plays uh, Norman. Perkins? Yeah, Anthony Perkins. Like, so like I said, we we watched ba- Base Motel before this, and seeing Freddie Highmore, like, it's incredible. Like, I didn't realize, like, the mannerisms, the twitches in his face, every single word he said and the way he would stand. I was like, he freaking nailed it in the Bates Motel show. I was astonished. Like, watching, I was like, I feel like I'm watching an older Freddie Highmore, like, but this dude's, that blew my mind how well Freddie Highmore did. But not not to mention how good Anthony Perkins is in this as his character. Because, you know, it's an older movie, you think kind of cheesy lines, cheesy acting. But, like, that was a performance easily would be done today and be praised. Um True, but I love the end. I mean, especially I'm the sorry, real quick going off of that. He's talking to her. What'd you what? say, Thomas? Oh, well, I said, especially the monologue that he has in the motel, like in the office where he's like talking to her. 
and it keeps yeah. going on. It's like, oh, it's kind of a charming story. And is the more and more you go on, it gets creepier and creepier and creepier. <laughs> yeah. And then she's just like, I need to leave. So, yeah. well, kind of going off what Michael was saying, like I I agree, but at the same time, I don't. Where like Freddie Highmore never struck me as like charming necessarily. Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Was I think it was just because he was a little young. That, that's yeah. exactly what the point I was going to bring up is that maybe he just got better at it the older he got. And like, uh, I think Freddie Hummer does amazing, but he didn't ever struck me as like, like anyone who's talking to this Norman like kid, like knows he's a, like not right. Like yeah, in, in yeah. Bates Mortel the show. Whereas in the movie, like he could totally, yeah, fool you into thinking that he's normal until like Thomas is saying until he's, until he keeps talking. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's just more yeah. of a direction for the show because the show, everyone assumes you know, hey, this is Psycho. That's fair. And that's so they fair. go with that kind of tone of not trying to hide it. But I just mean like like how he performed as Anthony Perkins, basically. Yeah. Like he just mimicked all of his mannerisms so well, I thought. But Yeah, I agree with that. Well, like, even when like, you're talking about where he stands up and he kind of straightens his shirt a little bit, like when he walk or when he like gets mm-hmm. up, that, that was really cool. Like, that was a really cool mannerism to pick up. You can see, like, these scenes that were, like, you know, Freddie actually took in uh, from Bates Motel. So, like, when he, like, turns around and looks at the uh, the um, the info book or the the visitor's log um, with Arbogast, Freddie does that in the exact same, like, last season when they're, like, looking in into uh, it. Yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. As well. Um but I, I see Freddie as actually a charming lad, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, he's like slept with like four girls throughout the entire show. <laughs> Scott and Charm. They all thought he was amazing until you know they he went crazy on them. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, like scenes like I think the more charm that came from it was them together rather than him himself. Like when they're singing Sandman on the piano together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Very and true. that's like where the charm came from because he could have been a, like the show Bates motel could have been a completely different thing besides him turning psycho. Um, right. uh, because like in the beginning of it, you know, like you guys, when you guys walked in, he's just a normal, awkward boy, I guess you could say, which I guess awkwardness yeah. is a big, uh, hit on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he's just like, you know, an awkward boy, especially like them bringing him into nowadays where he's like not always on his phone, but he's reading books and he's like trying to take up, you know, a hobby, like uh, getting involved with the play or play set um, uh, or, you know, taking on the hobby of uh, of taxidermy and just like little things like that. I could say, you know, I would not think uh, Freddie Highmore would kill somebody. in that sense like i would i'd probably go and hang out with norman bates as a kid and (laughs) i think he would kill me so i guess he kind of a little bit uh you'd be the one of the people one of the people they interview and you're like he was a great guy man a little quiet but (laughs) he was (laughs) (laughs) speaking of that what did Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, but I'll, I'll finish it. The rest of the movie, of course, is great, you know, all this stuff. But there's one scene that it was is so the very ending scene where the uh, psychiatrist is breaking it down for everyone. And he's like, <laughs> he has his big moment. This, this psychiatrist is so up on his high horse right now because he's like, 
Oh, I know everything that's going on. I'm explaining to you in this dramatic way. Your sister's dead. And when this happened, what? Your sister's dead. <laughs> and it's just like, what a way to tell this woman that her sister is dead. Because he did not care. He's like, yeah, yeah, shush. I'm talking, okay? It's my moment. It's, it's, <laughs> I won't bring fault. <laughs> He had no bedside manner at all. It totally felt like just a stage actor just hamming it up. He's like, he's like yeah. You would think I, that. That's, yeah. not, that, that's not what it went down. Let me explain. <laughs> she try, she like tries to bring, but, but wait, is she actually my sister? Because you think at this moment, maybe she knows now that she's dead. But is when she's actually finding out, he's like, no, she's dead. Now let me finish my monologue. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, why? <laughs> Be a little kinder, sir. But that's all I had to say. I'm done. And he had to like stop the police officer too. Like yeah. uh, after that, you know, he was like, "She's dead." Uh, but he's like, "He's a transvestite." No, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was ready for his moment in the sun for sure. So, Jerry, why don't you get us your thoughts on Cycle to End It? Uh, I'm glad everyone enjoys this movie. This is a really great movie. Uh, like Thomas and Joseph, this isn't my favorite Hitchcock movie. Um, but I appreciate and respect it a lot. Uh, my favorite would probably have to be like Vertigo or something like that. The Birds, I really like. Those were like the first two I've seen out of his library. But um, what more can I actually say about this movie that hasn't been said, uh, said over decades? Yeah. But um, I do like the fact that Joseph touched on it, that the shower scene is so chaotic. And people remember it is so gory, but you don't actually see stabbings. You just see, and then her, ah, and you just see, ah, and then some, like, bloody water. But it's remembered as this gory scene or this very horrific scene. Um, uh, I agree with Joseph that the first half is really good and kind of, um, kind of drags at the end. But that first half, I love. Um, I do like the perspective my perspective of seeing the movie first and then going into Bates Motel, watching that series, because you're like, oh, there's that, there's that. And then, like, who's this character? But then you fall in love with that character. You're <laughs> like, this is a great character. <laughs> and then you're just like, well, they really, like Thomas was saying, they really respect this source material, and they didn't, like, try to add or, like, try to take away from it. What I do like what they added was Rihanna. That's that's a good choice, guys. <laughs> that's a fantastic choice. But, yeah, I don't think there's much I can say more about this movie that hasn't been said by, like, film critics and stuff like that. Uh, I really respect it, enjoy it. It's a great movie. The moral of so, these stories were don't give awkward ki- don't get awkward kids into sewing because it won't work out for them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, Joseph, I have to ask, what is your favorite Hitchcock movie? Because I think I can guess it. Well, it's tough because it? it's it's definitely between like Vertigo, Vertigo, and North by Northwest. North by Northwest. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> I think this is my first no, Hitchcock I, I movie. Love North by Northwest. You've never seen the birds. What? You've never seen the birds? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't remember that scene where they're fighting them off with the clothes hanger and the, the eagles. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kill <laughs> Becky. <that> movie. <laughs> The Eagles, they killed Becky, Alex. And there's that Oscar-winning performance where that guy's like, let me buy your gas. (laughs) What is that movie called? I'm drawing a blank. Birdemic. Birdemic. God, what a time and place that was. (laughs) Get rid of COVID and bring killer birds. (laughs) That explode like nukes. (laughs) 
All right, everyone so looking at Okay, go ahead. Much like Jared with Rihanna, the only knock I have against the movie is that there's no Vera Firminga in it. Because yeah. I love her. Mm. I love her <laughs> so much. What a babe. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up the podcast with some of our viewings for this time um, and recommendations. Um, I'm going to just go through mine real fast. Uh, I watched one called Modern Romance. Was It's kind of like a... It's a, I think it's from 1980. It's a, a romantic comedy. It's kind of like watching Woody, a Woody Allen movie without the guilt. Um, <laughs> so there's that. It's like Albert Brooks. So it's like the voice from Nemo, the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched this one called Stonehurst Asylum, which I saw because I'm looking for thriller movies because you guys know I love thriller movies. So I saw this on a list of thriller movies and it was pretty good. It, it, I don't know if it's a thriller movie though. It's kind of like a weird action Kate movie. Beckinsale? Yeah, it's got Kate Beckinsale, uh, Michael Caine's in there, Ben Kingsley's in there. Um, it's it, it's about this guy that goes into an asylum and weird stuff happens. Um, but I want to call it a, a thriller. It's kind of like a weird action movie. Um, it does have a cute little twist at the end, I would say. So a cute you guys twist? like cute little twists. <laughs> go 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 watch that movie and then finally i watched my spy the the amazon original that made it like a ton of money this year with um dave Bautista and a little girl it's pretty much oh. kindergarten cop without the kindergarten so and then um what's her name oh shoot i just blanked on her name kristen shaw yeah kristen shaw's voice just makes me laugh every time so if you're like that too, you might like it. So, <laughs> who wants the, to go with first? Oh, go is ahead. The, is Christian Shaw? Is that the girl from like Last Man on Earth? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. And she does a voice on Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. A, in a, in a Gravity Falls and yeah, yeah. I love her voice. What a delightful person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, who wants to go next? Any takers? I can go next. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so this time I watched, um, The Babysitter, the sequel called Killer Queen. (laughs) I mentioned this to Joseph a while back that I saw the first one, and of course it's on Netflix, it's just some horror movie, you're like, this is gonna be stupid. It's about a kid who gets, his babysitter is actually trying to, like, sacrifice him to summon, like, powers and stuff like that. And it actually turned out to be, like, really cool, and, like, really funny, and I was like, Joseph, that was really cool and really funny. So the sequel, I had some high hopes, and they were dashed. They the Mark twice. It was very like, um, just like you could tell it was like like guys our age writing the the lines because it was like kids saying like just like the Terminator or just like Back <laughs> to the Future, and you're like they wouldn't say that. Yeah. Come on, but there was some funny lines, and it, it just wasn't at the level of the first one, and then. I watched My Spy with Joseph, and that was a delightful movie. I like those kind of movies. It's just, like, fun, like, heartwarming story about a cold-hearted guy that softens up. <laughs> um, the pacifier. I was exactly. That. I was the exactly. Pacifier. Definitely better than the pacifier. <laughs> yes. And then, <laughs> and then the last thing I watched was um, The Killing Joke the animated version oh but, yeah um i never really cared for the story like in the comics i hate when they try to like even tell anything about the joker 
or like dwell any more than you need to on the Joker. Like, why would you tell about his past or anything like that? And um, this movie isn't bad. It's just, well, <laughs> it's not one of their best. It's kind of boring. It's pretty bad. I heard yeah. it was pretty bad, actually. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to be too overly. The first half. It's like, yeah. What? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's all I saw this week for this time. Next. I'll go. Next. I'll go. Oh damn. <laughs> oh snap. You go, Michael. Okay. Um, I watched three movies. Two of oh, them. Oh my. Documentaries. Uh, the first one. We'll start with the bad, because for some reason. I uh, tortured myself and watched Hubie Halloween, Adam Sandler's movie. <laughs> I watched it. I, I watched Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween. Um, it's actually it's it. Wait, wait, wait. What, Jared? Did no, you go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. It it has Thomas. Did you want to say something? You have two hands up. Two hands up. We'll wait until after you've done yours because me and Jared have something on this one. Okay. Okay. Um it's it's akin to a Disney Halloween movie. It's not good. The, probably the only reason what I that I semi-enjoyed it is because I was playing Days Gone. I was I had it on my monitor while I was playing Days Gone on my gaming monitor. So I was, you know, doing something while watching it because it's stupid. There's so much of it that's just so stupid. And you're like, that line was stupid. This acting is bad. I mean, what what are people saying that Adam Sandler did did this in despite the people for snubbing and whatever? Yeah. Um, but it's also there's there's something about Halloween movies like this. I can watch any of them when they're just like family fun, stupid stuff. And I I get a good weird Halloween feeling about it. I don't know why they're terrible, but I kind of I just like that kind of atmosphere of Halloween family friendliness rather than just all horror and everything. Just like that. Oh, we go trick or treat. Oh, we're gonna do this. But it, it's a stupid movie. Don't get me wrong. It's not a good movie in the slightest. Um, but I I did enjoy my time with it, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, but but yeah, not much to be said about that. It's Adam Sandler in the in his bad continuing the bad streak of Happy Madison movies. Uh, secondly, I watched, um, like the recent ones. Cause the old ones, you know, I like the old ones. Jared's shaking his head. I don't know what it meant, but the, all the recent <laughs> ones are terrible from grownups to on probably grownups one. Honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of grownups one. Um, 90% of his movies are garbage. That's true. I, I, I don't know about that, but, uh, anyway, old or new. No, we'll have to go through the math on that one. <laughs> As I say, we gotta, we gotta consult the books. Check um, the <laughs> So secondly, I watched two documentaries. The first one we're going to go with is the first one I watched. These are all in order of how I watched. Uh, I watched the God of War documentary called Raising Kratos. So this is mm-hmm. following the um, the development of the 2018 God of War game. And back whenever I beat this game, everyone's talking, okay, you have to watch this documentary. You have to watch the documentary. I didn't. I don't remember why. But I was on YouTube at work, and I was like, oh, I forgot about this. I clicked on it. It's phenomenal. It's genuinely incredible. Like, it, it, it doesn't... I sent it to our friend Ari, because yeah, I forget I, I what we were talking about that brought it up, but and he, he put it well. He was like, I love how they don't... Because they don't shy away from anything. Because, you know, you know gaming, getting to the end crunch is such a big thing. And those The difficulties that people face while developing a game, especially a game of this size, and taking it from what it was, which was, I call it a slash and, slash and yell violent game, whatever. Like, it's just anger and violence in this one. It, you know, turns it completely on its head where it gives Kratos a soul and actually gives a storyline to it. That's more heartfelt and everything. Um, but 
this it, it it's it's so freaking good. Like I genuinely I teared up probably three times watching this documentary, and I like that blew my mind that it happened. But it's just these moments where you just see how much they've struggled because it mostly follows Corey Bar Corey Barlog, who's the head director of the game, and it just follows the moments and how much he's struggling and like the reveal of whenever they showed it in 2016? Yes. 2016? 2016. 2016 at their E3 reveal and they're like how much they put into this moment and like he was like what if people hate it. Because, you know, they're changing everything about God of War, basically. It's like, what if people hate it? And, like, it gets that moment. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. It's, it's so good. Definitely, definitely, definitely 10 out of 10 need to watch documentary for anyone. I don't care if you're, I sent it to my dad. He doesn't play games. Like, dad, you have to watch this. I'm going to make my mom watch this. It's freaking incredible. So, <laughs> going off of that, um, Last of Us, there was a Last of Us documentary called Grounded. This one's very different. It doesn't follow the timeline of them developing it's more after the fact and them talking about the process so it's more of a deep dive into this is how we did this rather than this is us going through this so it's not as emotional i mean i sent you guys a clip of you know troy baker and ashley johnson just because every time you get to see them behind the scenes it's so powerful just seeing them and their skill of in acting like it's so good and so that's why i sent you guys was from that documentary but most of it's just them talking back on it it's still a really good documentary just cool that's more of to see like the workings of game development and like, Hey, this is done like this. This is done like this rather than a story you're seeing progress, but it's still both fantastic. And I recommend it both, but raising Kratos need to watch, need to watch. Ugh, I'm done. Okay. All right. Pause. Pause. <laughs> that Adam Sandler movie is good. <laughs> Better than uncut gems. Really? Dang. Really? Yes. I mean, uncut gems. I enjoyed it more. But... It's enjoyable, I like I said. Part of this too, part of this too, is that me and Jared, we had gotten off of like our work week, and we were just flat out exhausted. And we turned on Hubie Halloween, we had like our food, and like for two hours we laughed nonstop. <laughs> like every five minutes, we were just cracking up. Like it was Adam Sandler <laughs> being funny again. Like I felt like it was yeah. actually being him for once. <laughs> But like, just like the small things, like because like, okay, I need you to handle your high, <laughs> just, just stuff like that. And Jerry could attest to this. Every time that he goes down the street and they start throwing stuff at him, oh. like I was just like, I, I I could not stop laughing. And then it, it escalates too, like to the part where they're like throwing like garbage cans and like uh. What do you call it? Those those safety cones at him. Yeah. And then that one part, like bears are throwing stuff at him. Just, just so stupid. Thomas had this Poor weird guy. connection with this character. He like really felt for this guy. <laughs> and, and it made me enjoy the movie a lot more too. Like he got emotional. That owl. Yeah, that owl was hilarious. We won't spoil it, but it was hilarious. I what you're talking about. There is like a cut to an owl. It, it was not necessary, but it was hilarious. Uh, what did you think God, of like, uh, you... what did you think of Steve Buscemi's character I love Steve <laughs> Buscemi's character it's like and then he's like and then I love the oh, reveal oh go ahead no, I was just gonna say because it, it's like no no go for it it's like is he was he it's like I won't spoil it but I mean not that anyone really cares but it's just a, so dumb <laughs> it's so dumb and, and then, then uh, uh, I love the sorry. the cameos in this movie yeah. are hilarious um, I won't give them away, but you find out who there's a character throughout the movie and you find out who it is and you're like, <laughs> you're just like, what? <laughs> Why? And then um, it's like Michael was saying, it's stupid, 
but it's fun mm-hmm. like it's the fun part of halloween or like mm-hmm. that whole like that disney movie kind of feel to it it's a good way to put it it's the fun part of halloween it's just enjoyable to yeah. watch yeah, I, I laughed, like, for however the movie, how long, the movie, I think it's like an hour and a half or something like that. I laughed the entire way through. Like, I did not stop laughing. And I, it's what I needed in that moment. I really needed just to laugh. And it was good. Like It was like, I felt like I was watching, like, Mr. Big again, to be honest with you. It was, yeah. That, well, did you watch anything movie. else, Thomas? <laughs> oh, am I getting on my list now? We can. Okay into some lists here um so watched a short short film it's like a i think it's danish there was no like actual dialogue it's called dear boy it was paired up with antichrist like on the criterion channel double feature and it's about this kid who uh his father's a hunter and he's born with horns like deer antler horns and so it was just kind of a creepy uh I can see why they paired it up with Antichrist. I have to say that much. I think I've so. seen that. You might have to it show was me. weird. <laughs> it's only like 15 minutes long, either, too, so it's mm-hmm. kind of weird. Um, another one I watched, uh, I watched the original Cra- The Crazies from 1973 by Romero. That movie was terrible. Yes. Um, I do not know who thought of this movie, but this movie was terrible. Because uh, I, I remember watching like the the 2000s remake with Timothy Oliphant, and I, I really liked that movie. It was really good. And then I was like, okay, George Romero, awesome. Let's 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 do some old school horror. And I was like, there's nothing horrifying about this movie. It's just a terrible, terrible movie. Don't watch it. Yeah, that's one of those um, rare moments where the remake is actually better. Yeah, it, I was just like, this movie is just. This movie sucks. Uh, another one I watched is on Netflix. It's called The Ritual. Um, I've watched it before. You watched that? Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, went through the book. The book was not very good. Kind of glad they made the movie a lot better. Um, so I liked it. It was it was very. It's I mean it's kind of terrifying at some points. So I, I really did enjoy it. Um, another movie I finally got around to watching it. I've watched like parts of it, but I've never watched it all the way through. Is one called Annihilation? Oh yeah, with, uh, Nelly good oh, I still need to watch that thing. <laughs> We've been it's trying good. to watch that for it, ages. It's really good. Uh, it's very, it's a very unique sci-fi movie. Yeah. It's it's kind of horror. There are some parts of it that are kind of horror. I prefer it to The Arrival. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually <laughs> really? agree with that. Um, the end scene um, reminds me of a Beck video. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I do prefer I really it over it. Arrival. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. I don't really consider them the same thing exactly, but it's a good movie. I, I like it. Um, and then the last one, um, I don't know if it's a recommendation, but if you dare, and if you, if you dare to watch a movie, and I think Jared watched this, and I think he can back me up on it. it's probably the most horrific movie. Probably in existence, if I had to guess. It's called a Serbian film. Oh, oh yeah, that one's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one's just grotesque. It's gross. Why would you yeah. put that on yeah. this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, one time I was going to piss Saul over it. 
I didn't think anyone wanted to watch that. That's some gross Saw? stuff. Yeah. 140. Solo. Yeah. Solo. Yeah. That's you should recommend that next year, Jared. No, no, no one will enjoy it. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, saw love, it's not saw low. No, saw low. They're saying saw love. We love saw. Be careful, Michael. I'm just warning you on that one. Um, the well, Siberian I mean, thing of the, the Serbian low. film, too. Okay, oh, <laughs> don't watch him. Uh, this movie is like probably the most horrific movie I've ever seen in my life. And weirdly enough, I found it on YouTube, <laughs> unedited. They're very proud of that. I was that. just like, I was like, how did they, like, how did someone manage to get past, like, the censors on this part? Holy crap. Okay, so um, since we're not going to talk about horror for, like, probably ever until next Halloween, <laughs> do you, do you like, what do you see, what do you think is worse, this or Solo? Thomas. I, I'm, I'm trying to think here. Like, weirdly enough, I think Serbian a Serbian film has a better story. Is that weird to say? No, it's Cause, definitely like, more watchable. If yeah, like there, there, there's an actual like fall like follow followable. I can't say it. There's an actual story. There's to actually the story like a is, purpose to the story. Yeah, like it, it's <clears throat> not a it's a bad story, but it, it's a it's a very well well-written story i think solo is just disgusting yeah uh, that's I, just like i've heard like whoa. people say what the the meaning is behind it but it's not worth it it's not i don't even think it's, it gets it across really because i watched it i watched it once just to see what people are talking about <laughs> and like the criterion channel has it on or the criterion collection has it oh really um yeah, like a full like restoration for it too. You know um, when I watched it when our power went out and it was like super hot. Really? So I think that added to it even more. I was just like, this is terrible. Oh I don't know about oh. you guys, but I'm sold. That's <laughs> how <laughs> no, you're doing, Alex. Okay, if you were disturbed by like Hausu at all, like if any of that got to you. Uh, there are parts in Serbian film where I I almost couldn't watch anymore. I was just like, I'm I don't know if I can finish this movie. This movie's too no. much. Well, this these With are solid, movies. These are movies that show you that humans are just can be like vile, pre, like disgusting people. Have you played Fall Guys? Like... Well, and that's the thing about Solo too is that <laughs> something about a Serbian film, it almost seemed realistic. Like this could happen. Like there's there's something like this out there. Um. With Salo, it almost seemed like, oh, this is something that uh, Jodorowsky like thought of. Like at one point, it's like, nah, maybe this is too much. Like one of his like weird films. Well, um, there's a, a lot of horror fans, me included. There's like a list of like movies you tick off for like the most extreme movies you can watch, and these two are always yeah. on like the top of it. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I I can't believe I actually made it through a Serbian film because that was just like. Uh, I mean, parts of it were absolutely hilarious too, with the way he kills one guy. Like that was just like, that's the most manliest thing I've ever seen anybody do ever. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's just yeah. If you dare, if you have the stomach to watch like the worst things you can ever imagine, and I'm not even joking. Like 
I was like, what the hell? So there's these um, things called the Black Label tapes on Yu Yu Hakusho, and it shows, like, the worst of humanity. These would be some of those tapes. On those videos. Yeah. Some of those tapes. Yeah. No joke. Are you recommending Solo, Jared? No. No one no. should <laughs> want to watch that. All right. Well, those are my uh, my movies, Joseph. Cool. So, Alex, what did you watch? Uh, I... I watched the Raising Kratos documentary as well, but I had already seen it years ago. But uh, Michael pretty much nailed everything about that. Like, even if you don't care about the game, you guys should watch it. It's very good. Um, and then last night I watched a movie called Rebecca on Netflix. Oh yeah, with uh, Lily James, and uh, I can't remember the guy's name in it, but he's just awesome. Like his voice is so awesome. Very tall man. Very 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 handsome man. <laughs> and um. Yeah, the movie, I, I watched it because it sounded kind of like a weird like mixture between like if you watch like, I don't, not Pride and Prejudice, but something like that mixed with like Jane Eyre, where it had mm. like a creepy aspect because like real fast, like the, the whole idea of the movie is that she marries him pretty quickly and he takes her back to his house and she's like under the shadow of his, his dead wife, basically. Yeah. And everything she does doesn't live up to this his wife and like anyway this is actually idea... oh before you go on this is actually a remake of a hitchcock film oh really huh. yeah <laughs> interesting i'd be i'd be interested to see the original because this one it's like it's not bad at all like it's it's good but like it's almost like they fell in love with the twist more than getting there i don't even know it's like some th- some of the scenes like that were like okay we get it he's like sad and upset about his dead wife like nobody would react this way and um but then there were some really good scenes too and i think lily james is just really good in everything she does so um that you know watch it if you want but i'm not necessarily recommending it um however the last movie i watched that i remember that i watched took me forever to get to this guys i got to say i'm a little bit ashamed i'm a little bit ashamed and this, oh my gosh, this movie, I, I finally watched Real Steel. No. <laughs> and this movie. You're kidding. You're, no, 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 no. I'm not going to, no. As much as you have claimed to love Hugh Jackman for like yeah. 20 years, yeah. you have not seen this movie? Yeah. <laughs> so there's actually a lot of Hugh Jackman movies I haven't seen, like The Fountain that Johnny brought up earlier. Like, I don't remember if that was the a lazy bum. You're a fake Hugh Jackman fan. No, no, no. He's just someone I like to sprinkle throughout my life. I don't want to get all of him. <laughs> I don't want to get all of him and overload myself. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's the best excuse like, I've ever heard. Right? Right? <laughs> I'm sticking. I to just it. like Jackman sprinkles. <laughs> I'm gonna start a company called that. Um, <laughs> Anyway, but this movie, I was told, Michael, this movie is way better than it has any right to be. Like, this movie is really, really good. And, like, if you watch the trailer, it's like, are you guys disagreeing with me right I'm now? laughing at yeah, Jared. It's, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, kid, that kid is awful. Cut them out. Cut them out. Or Michael, guys, cut them from the podcast. Do it. Eject them. He is literally crazy. That kid is awesome. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. 
That was me. Right, we're good. <laughs> you guys are crazy, dude. The, that kid is hilarious. He's one of the best kid actors I think I've ever seen. He's wow. very, very good. Um, and this movie hit me in the feels way more than it should have. <laughs> like, I'm telling you guys, you watch it again. Watch it again, because this movie is incredible. This is a awesome kid actor movie. you've ever Yeah, Johnny, seen. it is. Yeah, yeah Johnny, right. it is. And, like, watching that trailer, I think that's why I never really got around to it, because I'm like, oh, it's Hugh Jackman. I'm sure it's good, you know, whatever. Not that every movie Hugh Jackman has done is good. Like, Chappie, not a good movie. Not a good movie. But but this movie, like, man, it got me in the feels so much. There was so many times where I was almost, like, I was tearing up. I was almost crying. Like, this movie is so good. And, like, they're talking about this. Dude, when, when, when Hugh Jackman, spoilers, spoilers, at the end, when he has to take over having the robot watch him box and so he's shadow boxing that's literally what they call it he's shadow boxing for the robot to do what he does and i was just like man why is this hitting me so hard <laughs> man oh, oh man. I, I'm you're just in the stands going yeah i'm shocked that you guys don't like this movie man it is so good <laughs> Anyway, well, that, that ruined my night, so... <laughs> Johnny, you got any movies you want to recommend or that you watched recently? Um, Alex, have you seen Australia? Yes, I have. Okay, I have. All right, all right. there we go. Uh, yeah. I would probably recommend Australia. It doesn't have really good like reviews on, um, on any critics' website. Like, it's not that great, but for some reason, that movie's just very good. To me it's really it's long just, isn't it it's like three hours long so yeah. um yeah it's it's one of those i think it's just visually stunning even though mm-hmm. some of it's like green screen but um i think it looks nice uh and you get uh, to hear hugh jackman in his native tongue so in that's his okay. native tongue <laughs> yeah. um i haven't really been watching any movies lately yeah. oddly enough i've been watching anime <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Me too. yeah uh, um, so, uh, me and my girlfriend have been watching uh, the Ghibli movies. Um, other than that, no. Yeah, I can't think of anything at the moment. Okay. Well, you can comment on our Disney Plus diary. So we're gonna go through this really fast. Um, I think the movies we watched this time were um, Pixar at its peak. Would you say that, Jared? Yeah, for um, us. <laughs> so we're going to start with Ratatouille, which I think is probably the best Pixar movie just made. Uh, it might not be my favorite. It's probably not the funniest, but just from like a story um, angle and then a technical angle, I think it's just it's just the best movie they've ever made. Huh. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I just love the cooking aspect to this movie. I love cooking and just seeing like a rat overcome being a rat in that can cook <laughs> and telling telling the whole world look i can cook <laughs> i love the cook. story <laughs> and then um we did follow that up by wally which is it's a not my favorite movie but it's a great movie um i don't know there's just something it's a little long i guess you would say i don't know personally i really love wally i don't know why i know a lot of people don't like it that much um but I love the visuals. I love the, that there's a cute little robot. There's more than just one cute little robot. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. And um, I just really love the character Wally. I don't necessarily yeah. love like every character, but Wally is like one of my favorite characters. It might be a little right. too cute. Too cute. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's one movie that made a cockroach adorable. So. 
and then up is a personal favorite it's really up there for me um that yeah. stuff that first 10 minutes or whatever it is just man that give the oscar uh, <laughs> honestly with this movie i would just prefer a short film of the first 10 minutes and then the rest is okay it's not bad by any means but I, the first I, 10 minutes is perfect i totally and agree then, i think the movie's pretty good i think it's quite good but yeah yeah the first 10 minutes are definitely where it's at it has one of my favorite lines it's a talking dog <laughs> <laughs> but huh? yeah i don't really like the whole fight between the old dudes but it's fun it's, it's fine. like i said it's not a bad movie it's just not <laughs> i love that first 10 minutes and then finally, we know that, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but we know that Alex is wrong on this next movie. Definitely. And that we are very correct, and yeah. that is Toy Story 3, which is just, it's just so good, and it just hits you it's in the heart. It's so funny, <laughs> it's so engaging, and it's the so so much emotions it pulls out of you. That end, you, you, you cry like 30 times, because... You cry when you think they're going to die. You're like, because stupid Buzz reaches out for Woody's hand, and Woody finally gives up, and he's like, yeah, bro, let's go. And you're just like, darn it, that's touching. And then you, and then they make it, and you're like, oh, thank goodness. But then Andy, then Andy, he gives the toys to that little girl, and it's like you're giving up your childhood to the next generation. You're like, respect it, have fun with it, here you go. And it just like makes you cry so hard, dude. It makes you cry so hard. Andy's a loser. Let's get that out of the way. Sid knew it from day one. Exactly. Sid was the cool kid. But Andy, like, what 17 year old is that sentimentally handing off his stupid cowboy doll? So I failed again. And part of that's being sick and all this stuff, but I didn't watch Toy Story 3. I will do that. Mark my words. I will do that for the next podcast because this is one I need to weigh in on because I haven't seen it in a while. I think Toy Story 3 kind of sucks. I it's so it, good. And then it, you're like, you're watching it and you're like, ah, it's okay. It's Toy Story. But then they get to this like jailbreak type of movie and you're like, this is freaking awesome. awesome. This is awesome. Everything about that movie sucks. Like the stupid <laughs> orphanage thing that they're in. I'm like, I hate this it's place. It's preschool. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz like, turns to Spanish mode. Yeah, who doesn't <laughs> love that? That was funny. I, I need to watch it again. I don't know why I don't like this movie. I think that they laid on the Toy Story. Oh, it's so annoying. They 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 just try and up the ante on the emotions. They try and just <laughs> leak out of you when you're like, I'm done. I'm done caring up at these dumbass toys. Okay, 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 okay. I had this moment. I had a Pikachu plushie, and I was like, I love this freaking thing. And this was recent. I'm not going to lie. This was like <laughs> five years ago. And I gave it to a kid. And I was like, as I was handing it off, I was like, I don't want to. But the kid will enjoy it. I love it. He'll love it. And I gave it to him. And I'm sure he lost it already. <laughs> and, but this kid, this kid took it and appreciated it. And it was just like, yeah, this thing. Yeah, it's not Andy at the end. It's us. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a metaphor. And we're saying goodbye to Toy Story because we grew up with Toy Story. Or we think we are. But now it's time to give <laughs> right. Toy Story Seriously. to the other kids. <laughs> oh, See, and that may be the thing. Is that I, I've i never been that sentimental really about things. Ever. 
I don't really care. I, I guess it's not a thing. It's a story. It's a metaphor. It's our childhood. Time and place in your life. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I, 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 again, I'll watch it again. I, you know, I'm really gonna give it the college try, guys. I'm really okay. gonna, really gonna try and keep. I'm it gonna give it the mind. monster you try. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm done. So we are yeah. like. Yeah, we are rounding down to like the worst part of Pixar. Um, we did watch Cars two, yeah. did, which kind of starts the stink. But yeah. um, Cars two, uh, Cars two, is okay. It's just the movie that was unnecessary for them. It's just like a, it feels like a cash grab. Cars two has a good line though. I, I did like one line in Cars two, is when. I forgot what what's Michael Caine's character's name or character's name? Finn Finn McMissile. Yeah, Finn McMissile, British intelligence. And it's like Toe Mater, average intelligence. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. That's a, <laughs> yeah, it's that's good, a good line. It's got funny stuff and it's um it's really good looking, but like it's kinda like what Disney did with like the the sequels straight to video, like the Return of Jafars or like uh Return to Neverland. Kinda like that, but it didn't need to be like it's not on the same par. And we were talking like Mater's story should be in the background of what's going on with Lightning. Like it should just be like a funny little thing that's going uh, a side story, yeah. and they should focus on Lightning. But they totally just just went with Mater for some weird reason on this movie. But that's the Disney Diary for this <laughs> week. Um, any last words before we say goodnight? Nope. nope. Toy Story 3 sucks. No. Sucks. Real Steel sucks. Whoa! Yeah, Real Steel does suck. Johnny, watch it. Watch it, Johnny. It's very, very good. Can we watch? Oh, you're not the first person I've heard that says it's amazing. <laughs> it's just way better than it should be. Jared and Thomas, can we watch Hubie Halloween next year together? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> it sounds like oh, a delight. So, that's the podcast for this time. Johnny, thanks for joining us this time. Thanks for um, having me. We'll have you next October, I guess. Right. <laughs> if not sooner. If not sooner. <laughs> so thanks guys and good night. That's good stuff.